Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Anthony Weidel, and the rest of the Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond, and a roster that should be competing for a 7th Lombardi Trophy. Now, it's nice to be able to say it this week, a roster that is 3-6, and six, not 2-6, and six. Um, on the season, not two and seven, but three and six after a 20 to 10 win over the Saints. Um, and goes into this week's AFC rival matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, being confirmed in the last 24 hours, uh, that we will be wearing color rush. Love that. Got several color rush jerseys. Um, so really excited to be, to be able to wear that. Um, you know, might even sleep in one of my jerseys because obviously I wake up and watch that first thing in the morning for myself on a Monday. Um, so, as usual in this show, we'll cover off rookie report from the Steel side of things, preview the rookies on the on the Bengals side of things. They've had different sort of contributions from their guys. But I wanted to kick off, and it reflects the title in today's show around, can really the Steelers repeat their winning way or find their repeating way to win? Now, I haven't had a chance to listen back to the Scobro show. I know they talked about the young team. Obviously, I talked about the rookies. They play a big part of that, um, particularly when you think about a rookie quarterback, a guy like Jalen Warren, a rookie top two, one wide receiver in George Pickens, um, Connor Hayward's contributing. Um, so, you know, from that perspective, you know, obviously those rookies are playing a big part. But Earlier in this season, I talked, I've talked about a couple of the key things the Steelers have to get right. Now, it goes without saying penalty count is really important. Going goes without saying third down conversion is really important. Something the Steelers have absolutely struggled at, barely even getting 30%, um, you know, in some games this season. There are, I think there are a couple of games where we only like one convert third down conversion. The other key one is about winning time and possession. So I went through Pro Football's breakdown of the game and their box score, and there were Six areas that really tell the tale of this game. Number one is net pass yards. Now, it kind of feels weird to say it because no team broke 200, but this went in favor of the Steelers. And that's probably, that shows you, that's a good thing. That means they're being able to, you know, push the ball. It means that, I mean, some people will question those net pass yards with 162, but they got more than, you know, the New Orleans Saints. And there's often that, analogy we particularly used it in a lot of the sports that i played in australia growing up that were ball sports around if you've got the ball the opponent doesn't have it and it's very hard for them to score unless you know you're, you're in your your own side of the field and um i know that sounds like a caveat but you know you as long as you're doing the right things with the ball and you're holding on to it you really as long as you've got it the opponent shouldn't score so that's one error um 162 versus 157 yards the next area is total yards Steelers only allowed 186 total yards from the New Orleans Saints versus the gaining 379 yards across um, in in the game. That's literally more than double. Um, double would be 372. So they doubled the New Orleans Saints. That helps you and goes a long way to winning. Um, that that ices the game and the Steelers. You know, you could have even put a little, I think they could have put quite a few more points on the board. This was a game where really I feel like the Steelers could have, um, you know, really got to 30 had they been a little bit more efficient. Now, one thing I didn't include was first downs because when you win a game, probably very, very well, particularly when you dominate time possession, that you're not going to do those first downs. And when you convert like they did on third down. So, well, I haven't done first downs, but I can understand if someone said, well, no, I think that's a really top, you know, that, that's a telling indicator. Turnovers, you win the turnover battle, goes a long way to winning. They won that battle 2-0. and 
Penalties. This has been an area that still has been really average at this season, if not, you could say poor. New Orleans Saints, 10 penalties set for 74 yards. The Steelers, only three penalties for 40 yards. Makes a big difference. Third down conversions. New Orleans converted three from 12 at 25%. The Steelers converted nine from 17, which gives them an over 50%. I think it's like 55, 57%. That's really, really helpful. And that led to, I mean, they did have a fourth down conversion. That's not, that's not why you, you know, that doesn't, isn't the sole thing that gets you over a game, even if it gets you, wins you the game, even if you can see game winning play. Time possession, 21 minutes and four seconds for New Orleans Saints, 38 minutes and 56 seconds for Pittsburgh. When you are getting, Making those third downs, you're going to have to hold the ball longer. Time possession, what I say earlier, if you've got the ball, the other team can't score. That also is reflected in the first downs. But that time possession, remember I showed earlier in the season that the Steelers had something like a, a 20 out of 25 game um, record where they did not lose. So they either draw or they or they won um, over the last three seasons, three and a half seasons when I looked at that, um, it was just over three seasons. Then they won the time possession the next week by a couple of, like, like less than a, you know, a full drive. And their Steelers are averaging about two, two minutes 35 for a drive. And, and they, and they lost that game. So it fluctuated out a little bit. It was, yeah, it was 20 from 24 and then it became 20 from 25. Well, now they're 21 from 26. So again, it goes back, the, the, it goes back up where it should. Um, but a 17-minute domination of that is really important, um, really important. And when you've got a rookie quarterback, because he's not going to do everything perfect, but you're holding the ball, you're giving him more chances to be successful, and you're lessing. I talk a lot of in Steelers' touch down under that I do with Marky D and Marky Davison um, live on a Friday night in, in the US um, that then gets put out on Sunday morning before the game. I've really like I've talked about over the last couple of years dialing up the or ratcheting up the pressure or, or turning up the pressure, um, and that's what happens when you can dominate time possession like that. So from the Steelers' perspective, I think you know, and as Steelers fans, these are the areas that will go a long way to winning the game against the Bengals. Now, net passing yards, they're probably not going to pass for more than what Joe Burrow is going to do. Total yards, they they're probably not going to have a fifty percent. You know, sorry, a hundred percent. You know, um, hundred percent more yards than the Bengals do. That that's just not a realistic outcome. Um, when you look at the offense of the Bengals, but the turnover battle, the penalties, third down conversions, that's going to help you. You know, potentially win time and possession, but it's going to keep you in the game if you're a Kenny Pickett, um, with a Kenny Pickett as your as your rookie quarterback. So I think when we look at how the Steelers come in this game, that's the roadmap. That is the roadmap that they've got to they've got to use to be able to be successful. Uh, I think if 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 they can't convert on third down at least forty percent of the time, it's going to be very difficult to win this game. They have to win the turnover battle. Every every turnover they get is probably another touchdown that they need to score. Um, you know, or, ta- or turnover the, the, on their side, not turnover they get. They want they want to get turnovers from the Bengals. Um, so I, I guess, as I said, they're the six areas that I, I looked at in this game. The five areas that they need to really match up in is total yards and first downs, penalties, third down conversion, turnovers, and then hopefully 
that leads to a time of possession which is favorable to the Steelers. And so with that, then I want to look, then we're going to look at, um, the Steelers rookies. Uh, but before I do, we're actually going to go to our break because I'm probably going to get talking and then I'm going to struggle to get the break in. It's going to be halfway through. So join me for the second part of this show where we're going to preview the rookies on the Steelers side and the rookies on the Bengals side. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Anthony Weidel, um, as they look to put, and Dan Colbert, as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond a roster that already, um, you know, is, is a little bit closer. Uh, to being back in the mix. And if I think back to the, the show I did of Touchdown Under with my special guest, my mate, um, my West Virginian mate, Shannon White, a few weeks back, um, with Mark was absent. He and I talked about the Steelers record and, and could they finish? He had them finishing eight and nine, losing the Browns in week, in then week 17. I had it, I had them eight and eight as well. And I, I like the Steelers eight and eight. I think the Steelers go and win, have that, win that game at home to, to scrape in. But the key game that he said had shifted because he originally had them seven and ten was them winning against the Saints, and that's what they did. Um, I also trusted Tomlin if they're you know coming out of the bye, um, two weeks to prepare that helps them a lot. I mean, they can go on a bit of a, a run here now as well because you've got Cincinnati at home now. You go away to the Colts. Who knows what they're going to be like? Um, but I think it's better if they're doing better. The Steelers will. We know, we know about, you know, the Tomlin and the trap games against all ranked teams. I think they'll be definitely up for the Atlanta Falcons. Then they just, you know, it's just how healthy can you be and how healthy are Baltimore going to be, um, going into, into, you know, the game on December 11th, um, at Acre Shore, but at least you're playing that at home. So, you know, the Steelers could really go on a run here if they want to, um, you know, or, or if they really focus and try hard. And so with that, I think that's a good segue into the Steelers rookies. And so really there's four rookies that have sort of, I know we had the bye week, but that have really played in recent games. Um, you know, Mark Robinson, we haven't seen for a couple of weeks now, but Jalen Warren, he had nine rushes on the day for 37 yards, averaging a four, 4.11. He had three targets of, um, three receptions of three targets. They should always put by football reference. Can you move the reception before the targets? It's easy to sort of compare. But anyway, he had three, Three out of three from terms of targets and receptions for 40 yards. That's an average of 13.33. And he played 43% of the offensive snaps. We know Jalen Warren's a good pass blocker. And 33% of the special team snaps. On the season so far, he's had 38 rushes for 190 yards. That's a yard average attempt, um, yards per average, uh, average yards. Gosh, tongue twister there. Of five. Um, He's had 11, 11 first downs as well. So that means... 
you know, at least a third to a fourth of his all his runs um, go for a first down, which is pretty cool. And, and that shows you how they're using him. Uh, he's had a long of 21. He's had that long run in this game. I think that might've been it. Um, 15 receptions from 17 targets for 128 yards. That's an average of per reception of 8.5, six first downs receiving 26 was is his long receiving catch of the season, 88.2% catch rate. Now I know obviously where he gets them is, is a little bit, um, you know, behind in that line of a line of scrimmage, but, um, and I can tell you his average depth of target is 0.6. So yeah, definitely behind, almost half a yard behind the line of scrimmage, but still he's, he's catching stuff and he's contributing. Um, you know, we've basically he's ticked over the 300 all purpose yards. He's ticked almost, you know, he's got 17, uh, first downs on the season so far. Doesn't have a TD. That's the funny thing about Warren. He doesn't have a TD yet, um, but he's certainly contributing. And so now in the season so far, he's played 33% of all offensive snaps in games that he's played in, and he's played 35% of the special team snaps. He's contributing. He's an undrafted free agent. No no one expected him to contribute this much. He's a great guy. You can tell the media think he's going to be part of this team. He's always interviewed, and most weeks you see him interviewed. Um, either before the game or as part of the post game. I, I love it. I love the energy he brings. So, you know, that's Jalen Warren. Connor Haywood, that's the next player I wanted to look at from the Steelers. Our, our tight end, it's kind of a fullback, kind of a running back, but definitely a tight end. He had two receptions from two targets on the day for nine yards. Um, that's four and a half average. Um, on the receiving side of things, he no tackles on special teams. He played 62% of the special team snaps. He only played 20, but he did play 20% of the offensive snaps. Um, so that's, that's a healthy contribution from a, a guy that we pulled in in the seven, in the sixth round. Um, now on the season so far, he has seven receptions from eight targets for 76 yards. That's an average yards per reception, 10.9, two first, two first downs. 87.5% catch rate. Um, so that, that that's, I mean, as I say, like he, he's contributing, he's doing everything he's uh, that's asked of him. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he finish from, finishes from a blocking perspective by the time the season's through. He's played 13% of the offensive snaps on the season so far, 66% of the special team snaps. Then the next uh, player I want to look at on the Steelers side of things is George Pickens. He had three receptions of four targets for 32 yards. So they hadn't quite worked him in, but definitely with Claypool missing, uh, missing out, he, or in terms of, you know, being traded to the, to the Chicago Bears, definitely contributed. That's an uh, yards per reception average of 10.67, 75% catch rate. Yards per target of eight. Obviously, the yards per target's higher because he he didn't catch one of those balls. Um, two rushes on the day for 23 yards, averaging 11.5. He had that TD really close to the line. Um, so that was kind of cool from him um, from that perspective. Uh, they've also doubled up the TDs, but um, in terms of the, the, the TD, I think he can have a receiving TD. Let me pull that up in the window hate when the stats don't don't support each other um i thought he had a receiving td <laughs> maybe i'm maybe I, it was me watching too early in the morning um receiving td receiving td he had one td he doesn't have receiving td that's what i thought weird 
they had a double up in there, Colin. Um, so if people are looking at pro football references stats for George Pickens, just so you know, there's a double repeat of the rushing TD column. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, and they've done it in Kenny Pickett's as well. Not helpful when I'm trying to do a podcast. Um, anyway, uh, George Pickens has played 75% of the offensive snaps. He's played no special team snaps in this game. He's only played one special team snap all season. Um, overall, from that perspective, that gives him 370 yards on the season so far, 29 receptions or 47 targets, a catch rate of 61%, 61.7%. Has gone up 2% because he was below 60%. He was like 59 point. Um, Six, I think it was last, you know, before going into the bye. Um, only one receiving TD on the season so far. He's had three rushes on the season so far for 24 yards, one TD, two first downs. He has had 19 first downs though, um, of his 29 receptions. So that shows how much he can, um, you know, be a real yard, someone that gets a lot of yards for the Steelers, averaging 12.8 his yards per reception on the season so far, averaging 41 yards per game. Not too bad from the rookie. Um, he'd love to finish the season where that average becomes like a 60 because he's had a strong finish to the season, but we'll get there. And as I said, it was the first game without Claypool. So he had to step up. Um, and he definitely, I think was starting to be used. And it was an improvement on what he'd done against Philadelphia and the way they'd schemed him into that game as well. Uh, so from snap count perspective, he's played 78% of the offensive snaps on the season so far. As I said, only one special team snap. Um, so, you know, really he's, he's that guy they're grooming to be a one, a number one or a number one B or two A wide receiver. So looking at uh, Kenny Pickett stats on the day, the Steelers rookie quarterback, second win at Acrishaw, but full game, full win in playing at home. Um, and so he had 18 from 30 for a completion rate of 60%, 199 yards in the game. Didn't break 200, but you know, for him, it's about protecting the football he had, that's a quarterback rating of 79.7. He was sacked six times. That's a season high. He had a season high of six as well against Philadelphia. This time for 37 yards against Philadelphia, it was 38 yards. Um, so that, that, that sort of is not the best, but his yards per attempt were up from five, um, against Philadelphia to 6.63. That's the highest since he came in against the Jets. Um, so that's really helpful. He had eight rushes. That's the most he's had on the season for 51 yards. Um, that's a 6.38 average, one TD on the day. So that was pretty, you know, he played, he didn't have to leave the field. So he played 100% of the snaps as well. Really important. Um, on the season right now, he's finally broken the 1,000 yard mark in the five games that he's played uh, or started, I should say, this season. Um, but he has played in six. He's got a two and three record now as the Steelers quarterback. Uh, 66.7% completion rate, two TDs, interceptions on the season is eight, eight. So that he wants to sort of balance that out as the rest of the season. Um, first downs, he's had 61 first downs, quarterback rating of 68.8. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to see how he will continue to develop, uh, as the season wears on and with this offensive line keeping him upright. How is Canada's scheme developing him? A lot of criticism from Canada. Uh, but you know, it, it did look better. You've got to give credit where, where credit's due. It did look better on the weekend. He has been, Kenny Pickett has been sacked though, 18 times, um, in his, the five games that he started on, um, he's played in six. So you can call that three sacks 
per game that he's actually played in, or you can call it almost four per game that he's started. You don't want to get over that four. That's going to be a real problem, and it will create a lot of challenges and confidence for the line, but it's going to put the Steelers backward, and it makes it harder to do things like complete third downs um, to to keep the turnover rate slow, to hold possession of the ball as well, um, which is going to be so important to the Steelers, like eking out wins and keeping the opponents to a low score that they don't have to chase. So we'll move on to the Cincinnati Bengals right now who are having, I feel like it's an interesting season at five and four. Uh, They've got the practice report that was updated uh, going into week nine. So I'm not going to go through that because um, they said it's updated then, but they said it's the week nine injury report. But they look like they've had a few guys like sort of battling on and off injuries. The first player that we're going to talk about and have a look at how he's been performing is the offensive tackle and guard in Cordell Volson, who I talked about heaps on this show um, last year, you know, during the season and part of a draft profile, but also in the off season several times and up until the draft. He was taken in the fourth round. A lot of people had them in sixth and seventh. I had him in like fifth and sixth, maybe very late fourth. He was taken in the fourth, 136 overall. I had him sort of after pick like 150 though. Um, so he went higher than I thought, but he did have a good, uh, it wasn't the senior bowl. He swished Ryan Ball, I think he might have played in. But he had he, he played one of the games, the the sort of those draft like all-star sort of games um in Vegas. And he did really well at the guard position. And he had played that in college, but most people didn't realize he was that versatile going into it. Well, he's played hundred percent of all the snaps on the season so far, Cordell Volson for the Bengals. Uh he played twenty-four percent of the special team snaps last week. Uh, he has played 17% of special ta- special team snaps in games that he's played in and 100% of the offensive snaps, as I mentioned just before. He's had three penalties on the season, uh, one holding two false starts. He's had um, two offsides as well. Um, that's really weird. They've not added that right together either. So he should have had five penalties. Um but yeah, he's an interesting player. He's a real asset. I mean, starting all those games is really helpful. It's kind of like having a Dan Moore, like what we found last year. He's someone that's a bit more diamond in the rough, someone you can develop, someone that can do a job, uh, but he might be getting more game time than even some of the first and second round draft picks in the draft that they were taken. The next player on the list is Cam Taylor Britt, another guy we talked about in the pre-draft process, a big hitting back, six six, uh, the cornerback, six foot, 197 pounds out of... Nebraska, he was taken in the second round, 60th overall. I thought that was quite high. I think he was taken ahead of Alonte Taylor, who I was higher on that you saw last week. Um, but, hey, the Bengals were going after certain guys. They had to improve that cornerback room. They needed someone that wasn't afraid of making tackles. He's he's played in week seven, eight, nine, so he's played consecutively. Um, I think Arouzier got injured for them, and that sort of brought um, him into the mix. Yeah, when he suffered the torn ACL um, on the 1st of November when that article came out. Uh, I think since then, Cantor was already sort of working his way into the lineup from late October. Uh, but he played 100% of the defensive snaps last week, 10% of the special team snaps. He has 10 tackles on the season so far. He's played in three games, started two. On target, in terms of how he's defended the pass, He's had nine targets thrown his way, allowing seven completions. So that's 77.8% for 
for 114 yards. So that's 16.3 yards per completion, which is pretty high. He's allowed a quarterback rating of 155.8, and the top one's 156. Um, he's not allowed one TD depth of target usually when they're, they're throwing the ball to, to his receiver in his space um, that he's got up against is 7.4 yards. He's missed one tackle in the season that is in the make 10. That's almost 10%. He's played in 88% of the defensive snaps that uh, in terms of the games that he's been playing in, he's played 88% of those defensive snaps and 10% of the special team snaps at six foot, 107 pounds, bigger cornerback, Runs a four three eight, so and he does like to tackle. So, um, yeah, Cam Taylor Britt, someone that you, we might need to be watching, need to be watching for as fans, and that the Steelers' offense will have to keep in mind. And he wears number twenty nine um, on his jersey. Then we've got our uh, Joseph Asai, who was actually taken in twenty twenty one, third round, sixty ninth overall. Only played in the preseason, then got injured, was out for the year. So you know, I think he's considered the rookie status. He played 26 snaps last week for 53% of the Bengals' defensive snaps. He sometimes plays special teams, didn't play it last week. On the season so far, he has four quarterback hits, one sack, seven tackles, and one tackle for a loss. He wears jersey number 58. Uh, he's missed no tackles, which is a support, which is great for him. He also has, in terms of pass rush, one blitz, two hurries, three quarterback knockdowns, six pressures. So he is someone that's starting to develop. He is someone that, you know, plays on the edge in that 4-3 defense that they play. Um, he has a 4.6340 yard time. So he's a pretty quick guy. Um, played for my Texas Longhorns, or the, not on mine, but I support the Texas Longhorns. He's six foot four, 253 pounds, quick um, for that size as well. So he's someone the Steelers should look out for in the offensive lines, needs to be aware of, even if he is someone that's only just working himself in to being a contributor for the Cincinnati Bengals. Next player on our list is their first round draft pick, drafted 31st overall, Daxton Hill, six foot, 192 pounds, out of Michigan. Um, came quite storied through there, played only 6% of the defensive snaps last week, 42% of the special team snaps. He's got literally three tackles on the season so far. He's only started in one game. Um, he's allowed one target, one completion on one target, um, so far in his time in the NFL for two yards. Not like you can't really say much about that. He's been used in blitz packages, so blitz packages three times. He's played in 48% of the defensive snaps um, in terms of games he's played in, and he has played in nine games, 46% of special team snaps. So that's where he's kind of contributing. However, I would say is it also depends on what's been thrown his way. And when you're only been, you know, when you've only had one target thrown your way, people are avoiding him. He was quite storied coming out of college. He ran a 4.38 as well. So he's a fast guy. Um, three current of 6.57, shuttle of 4.06, has a high vertical of 33.5. So he's a guy that you want to avoid. Um, so it's sort of hard to contextualize his numbers when he's played like 50% of the special team, uh, 50% of the defensive snaps, but you're not necessarily seeing that production. We saw that with Minka last year, but obviously Minka made a heap of tackles. Um, so he was still making plays, but people didn't see that come up in sort of splash plays and turnovers. The next Bengal on the list is a guy called Jeff Gunter. Uh, Jeff Gunter is a defensive end, six foot four, 263 pounds, played um, a bit of special teams last week with 10%, played 12% of the defensive snaps. Uh, he's allowed one target, one completion for 21 yards in pass coverage, but he is a defensive end. That's a quarterback rating of 118. 
Um, no blitz packages he's played in, no hurries, no quarterback knockdowns, no sacks, no press coverage, um, one missed tackle, no tackles. Um, so he's someone that's not really producing stat headlines. He does run a 4.740 yard time. Uh, he wears jersey number 93. I think you're seeing him on special teams. That's probably it in this in the game against the Steelers. But don't be surprised if you do see, um, you know, Jeff Gunter in their lineup. The second last player we will preview on this week's show is from the Bengals, is Zachary Carter, defensive end, 6'4", 277 um, pounds out of Florida. Pretty storied coming into the draft. They took him in the third round. People sort of thought late second early to early fourth, so they took him about where you'd expect. Played 51% of the special team snaps, oh, sorry, defensive snaps last week, 10% of special team snaps. Um, he had one tackle in the game. So far in the season, he's played and started six out of nine games for the, for the Bengals. He's got 17 tackles on the year, one tackle for a loss. He has no blitz, no blitzes, no hurries. Well, not played in blitz package. No hurries, no quarterback lockdown, no sacks, no pressures. He's missed one tackle at 5.6%. He's, they've got him listed as defensive tackle. Um, and he wears jersey number 95. He's played 42% of the defensive snap, percent of the defensive snaps on season so far in game, the snap, total snaps in games he's played in and 17% of the special team snaps. So Zachary Carter, someone that's contributing for them, defensive tackle, it's more interior. He'll probably make a couple of tackles in this game against the run, but that's kind of probably where you're more likely to see, um, Zachary Carter contribute to the Bengals. And then we'll finish up on the Bengals side of thing with Cal Adamidis. Um, that's how I, or Adamitis, that's how I pronounce his name here. He actually played in Pittsburgh. Um, he's their long snapper, six foot two, 250 pounds. Um, plays about a third of his team's special team snaps. He's there, Christian Kuntz. Um, and, you know, there's not much more to really say about it. Where's jersey number 48? Um, so yeah, he was a guy that was injured, helped the Steelers win that game. And they had to have their tight end snap it in week one. He'll be looking to make sure he's definitely contributing in this week's game. And so to wrap up the show, look, Steelers going to go stay at home in Acreshaw. They, you know, we talked about Pickens and Warren and Pickett and the impact they were having. Pickett's got to play a clean game. The Steelers have got to win those areas that we talked about, namely around, you know, third down conversions, time of possession, um, winning the turnover battle. Um, getting first downs, those things will go a long way to beating the Bengals because you've got to keep the ball out of Joey Burrow's hand. He's a, you know, he's the guy that kept up with Patrick Mahomes last year that they did beat um, in in two, in both in like the week week before the end of the season, um, the week seventeen, I think it was, or week sixteen, and they beat them in the playoffs to get into the Super Bowl. So you've got to make sure that you take care of the football that you hold the football, keep it out of their hands, um, that you're, be, the, you're marching up the field and taking whatever points you can. I mean, this is said, the Steelers should have really broken 30 last week. There was some stuff they missed on the offense. They missed two kicks. Um, that, you know, those, those are valuable points. They have to get those this week. They're going to need those points. I believe truly if the Steelers can score, score more than 24 points, they can win this game, but they 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 can't expect to win this game below twenty unless the defense is going to have like five turnovers. And even then, you'd hope one of those leads to a pick six for the Steelers if that's the case. Um, but you know, the Steelers—they won all. Like the only thing they needed to do coming out of the bye was win their first game. 
that's what they've done. We now move on to week 10. Um, we now move on to being able to, you know, try and keep Tomlin's crazy record alive, but actually win down the stretch. Can we even put ourselves in playoff contention? We've got to win a number of games now. We've got eight games. We're going to have to win really six of them. Um, that's just how you got to go. That's how it's got to go. So hopefully the Steelers, you know, can ease the pressure on themselves this week with a win against the Bengals. And then, you know, imagine, you know, going the season, if you if we said the Steelers would win both their games against the Bengals, you'd be thrilled um, with that, given they're coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Let's see what they can do this week. So as always, go Steelers. Go Steelers.